Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to the hashtag Create Your Earth Life podcast with myself, your host, Janessa Staples. And today we have a special guest on. Her name is Danielle. She is a Christian mental health coach. So today she talks about her struggles, um, struggles that have happened in her family. She has written a book and she is working towards her master's right now with everything focused on mental health. And she gives some wonderful advice for people that are struggling right now because during the pandemic, um, if you don't know, the uh, mental health has not been great for people. Um, Depression has increased, suicidal ideation has increased, um, addiction has increased. So she gives some great advice at the end. I hope you guys enjoy. All right. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Danielle Elizabeth. I'm from Canada. I'm a mental health coach. And I'm a mama four. <laughs> Very exciting. So we met on TikTok and you are a mental, a Christian mental health coach, correct? Yes. yes. Correct. Um, so how did you get started doing that? So it's kind of an interesting story. So um, back in, I think about 2015, um, my husband was actually going through his own kind of mental health crisis. And I ended up writing a book um, called The Other Side of the Struggle because um, at the time, um, I didn't find there was a lot of resources for me, like as a spouse in that situation, especially Christian resources. And so it was kind of like the book was kind of like me just like really detailing what I learned along the way and like things that I learned that didn't work and things that I learned that did work. And that kind of like got me in the door of like the mental health world. So I started like speaking at churches and I got involved in a few conferences and stuff. And I kind of like had a few babies like in and out of there and stuff. So like I would like do like a year and then like take a little bit of time and stuff. And so um, my last daughter, um, she was born in. October, 2019. And after I had her, um, I kind of had my own mental health struggle and, um, ended up in like my own crisis. And then now I was kind of on the other side of it and really got to see like the struggles from that perspective as well. And I think like the biggest thing that, um, changed for me was walking through this really intense healing journey and then wanting to like help people out of that, um, like that freedom that I found in that. And so that's kind of like how I got to like specifically where I am right now. (laughs) So what was the healing journey like? Like, uh, did you go to a therapist or like, was there something specific you did that helped you along the way? Yeah. I feel like God was like, like orchestrating it the whole time, especially looking back at it. But before I had my daughter, um, it was like, I woke up one morning and like this, like, like veil was like torn off my eyes and I just could see my life for how it was. And there was like a lot of toxic relationships. And there was just a lot of like things that I was doing that I was trying to avoid. And I was trying to like, not like admit it and stuff. But then once I had her and I started struggling, I've, I've always struggled postpartumly after all my kids. So that like just intensified it. And then it just ended up in a crisis. I actually ended up in a mental health um, hospital for nine days. And that was like the first time God like really spoke to me in like a very clear way. Like there is stuff you need to work on here. Like you can't outrun this. You can't avoid it any longer. So when I got out of there, um, in this like really kind of 
God way, I ended up with this Christian counselor um, out of the States. Um, they actually, they were running uh, like a Christian codependency and addiction facility in California. And then COVID happened. So this all was like at the very beginning of COVID. So I was going to go there and then it was like, oh, I can't travel. So then we ended up starting to work together online. And um, she is like one of the um, like really well-known like Christian codependency um, like people and she wrote like uh, uh, she's written books on it and she's a speaker on it and stuff so I was kind of like in like the perfect place and she walks people through these healing journeys so often that it's like she kind of knows where to begin and start to digging in and then it kind of unravels from there and then I really felt like then it was like God leading it and being like, okay, this is an area we need to go into and work on. This is an area we need to go on and work on. And it was really like, I would equate it to just like tearing down who I thought I was and then allowing God to like rebuild me in like my true identity. Mm -hmm. And tell you who you are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't realize the messages I had walked out of my like childhood and upbringing with because I didn't really have this, like, when I've always looked back on my childhood and stuff, I never would have like been like, oh, I had a traumatic childhood or I had this, like, I was living in this home that was like, you know, all, all this chaos all the time, but it was, it just wasn't like the chaos that I would have like attributed to like a traumatic upbringing. Like I had a sister who died when I was, um, I was five. And so, you know, I'm a mom now. I can't imagine how my parents parent could parent after that and be available to me like properly for a while. And, um, and so it was all this, there was all this trauma. I just was like, I don't see like, Oh, like physical abuse. And I don't see like, you know, like I, my parents aren't like alcoholic. So I never like looked at it. Like, cause I had that my parents are loving people. They, they love me. I think the biggest thing I've taken out of this is that we are all walking around living out of our own brokenness. And so it's like my parents were parenting out of their brokenness, out of the way they were raised and stuff. So it wasn't like this malicious thing, but it was like, it left me with all these messages that were damaging me. And I was then coping out of that. Yeah, I can totally relate with you with that because I struggled. I mean, I've often on struggled at times and I always thought like, oh, I had a good childhood. Like I, I wasn't like abused. Like I, you know, no like serious alcohol issues or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then um, I went to a therapist and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, okay. It's like all these light bulbs started start going off. And I had this like book at the time and I was like, I it was called my light bulb book. Cause like every time, like something just like made sense. I was like, Oh, I need to write that down. That makes like, that just explains like this, 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 this. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, so I'm just curious. So what is like the big difference between, um, Christian, like mental health services and not Christian? So I have been, like I said, I had a sister who died when I was five. So I've been in quite a lot of counseling. Um, and, and I was kind of a really rebellious teenager as well. So I was, I've, I've done a lot of both, I would say. Um, I think like the biggest thing, and it, I would say also, this is very dependent on the Christian counselor too, because I've seen other Christian counselors that 
definitely would fit more in like a secular, like in a secular way they do things. I think the, the power in a, in a Christian, um, counseling service is it's led with Jesus. And so it, you can still go into so many of the things that like the secular world would do, right? Like you still could be struggling with like a brain, you know, chemical deficiency, you still should be exercising. You should like, you still can utilize all of those things. But I think the biggest difference is it's led with Jesus. And so everything kind of flows through that. Whereas now going through this whole experience, and I'm a big fan of therapy and I I think secular counselors can do wonderful things, but I just feel like they're missing this one piece that is almost like this like answer that it's like you can get a lot of great stuff out of like a secular counseling experience but I just think like without Jesus you just there is just there's always going to be just something very major missing and I think that would be my my like interpretation of what would be different yeah they don't really touch on uh spirituality much yeah. And I think they like, they'll kind of like, they will respect yours or they'll, and they'll kind of say, yeah, you go do that, but they won't like, you won't work on that with them. Right. And right. so for me, it was like, there was no separating it. Like it just would have, it would have been so different if I had not gone to a Christian counselor because um, yeah, we would have worked on a lot of great things, but the, the transformation doesn't happen because you're transformed into this new identity in Christ. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like without Christ, you're like, (laughs) you know, you become healthier for sure. But yeah, it's just, it's a missing piece. And I mean, people would disagree with that obviously, (laughs) because yeah, non-believers would disagree. Yeah, um, definitely. (laughs) As a Christian, it's very interesting because I've, I've gone to just, uh, and, I haven't gone to a Christian uh, therapist before. So I was just curious, like, what is the difference? But I definitely add in, like, when I go to therapy, I'm like, well, like I, you know, I, I would talk about um, God and how, like what I do and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, before um, like my crisis, I was seeing like a secular counselor and she was very respectful of it. Like she was like, you know, instead of being like, oh, go do yoga, she'd be like, oh, what would you do? Like, would you pray here? Like, okay, then do that. Like, so she was like trying to help like incorporate it. But I just feel like it's almost just like adding the Christian piece as like a piece of it. Whereas like the Christian focus, like it's like, it's just like, it encompasses all the areas. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, and this is how my counselor put it. She's like, I'm kind of like facilitating what God's doing with you. And so he's the one actually like healing your heart. I'm, you know, I'm setting it up. I'm helping uncover things and stuff, but I'm not doing this right. Like I'm letting him. So when you don't have that piece, you're kind of, it's all like very inward focused on you. Like, what am I going to do to heal? And what can I, and, and you do do a lot. So it's, it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's just lacking. Right. Right. Yeah. So right now you told me, uh, earlier you're still in school right now. Um, so you, do you want to talk about a little bit of your schooling and what you're doing now? I see that you're um, Mm -hmm. sharing your knowledge on TikTok, which I think is awesome. Yeah. So I kind of actually really interestingly enough, got 
into kind of like the coaching piece and like helping other people actually with fitness. Cause, um, after one of my babies and I was struggling postpartum, I signed up for a 5k run and it just like helped me so much. I was like, Oh my goodness. And then I started looking into like the research behind like, you know, exercise and mental health. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing. So I, I started a program called mental fitness and it was kind of like incorporating like the mindset aspect and then like a fitness aspect. And, and then, um, and then I, with the book, it was kind of like I was speaking, but it was still more very based out of my own experiences and stuff. And so I've done um, a few kind of courses and stuff. Like I'm just finishing up. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name is Dr. Amen, and he's like a brain. Um, I think he's a neuro. He might actually just be a psycho- psychiatrist, but he does it, it's all neuroscience and neuropsychiatry and stuff. It's really interesting. He's trying to basically prove that you can see mental health in the brain. And he's like Miley Cyrus's and Justin Bieber's like psychiatrist and like he's like super famous now and stuff. And so he's got some um different courses you could take. So I've also taken those. But I kind of got to this point where I was like, you know as I went through my journey, I'm, I'm starting to talk about things like trauma and addiction and codependency. And I was like, not feeling right that, um, I have a lot of respect for like the psychology, like profession. And I am very respectful to like being within the scope of practice that I am kind of able to talk about. So, um, I decided that I was going to go do like my master's in counseling and just, um, just be more qualified to, um, be able to speak, um, in, in ways of helping people. Like I'm okay to speak on my own experience. Um, but to like, really like dig into other people's like stuff. Like, I don't think I would be comfortable just like going too far in that. So I felt like that was really important to do. So I've, uh, I just started that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your sharing your story, um, on social media, which Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. where I found you. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about your book a little bit more? Um, yeah, sure. Like it's, um, it's really, um, it's a bit, it's our story is kind of just starts with our story. Um, my husband had a huge mental health crisis. Um, and it got very complicated and bad. And, and in the end, um, it actually forced him to kind of get some help. And, um, you know, it was, it was our first dive into like the medication world, you know, the doctor world and that side of things. And so I, I talk a lot about like, just like the difference of like the medical system and then the Christian system who are, can be very like opposing each other. And, and talking about how they actually can work really well together. And so, and then, um, and then a lot of it was just like what I've learned along the way that can be helpful to other people who are in that like caregiver supportive role, because there's so much resources for people who are struggling. And a lot of times people who are struggling don't want to even use those resources. And then there's the family members who are like, I don't know what to do. Like I made so many decisions in our story that I was just like making them based on of like the information I had in front of me. I had no idea what was right, what was 
enabling what was like, I, I just had no idea. This is my husband's the first person um, I've ever had in my life with like a more serious mental health issue and having it so close to me. So I'm like, I was just winging it. And so I was kind of like, okay, let me, like I started blogging is how it started. And then um, I ended up getting a book deal and getting it published and stuff. And so that's kind of like where that um, came from. And so, yeah, like it's been exciting and I definitely have like now more books I want to write and <laughs> I have big plans, big plans. <laughs> That's so cool. Where can people find the book if they're interested in it? So right now it's on, um, it's on Kindle and I'm getting it on audio, no audible right now. Um, and basically it's a complicated story, but by the publisher who is like printing it, they ended up closing their down. So I'm just like in between getting physical copies out. So it, it was on Amazon. It will be on Amazon. Um, like once everything's set up, it will be on Amazon. Um, okay. Is the oh. easiest way. <laughs> What's the title? So it's called the other side of the struggle. Okay. And then, um, Danielle Foisy is like, who's it's under, I kind of go by Danielle Elizabeth now, but back then I was go just going by that. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, this pandemic has definitely brought a lot of mental health issues, um, including addiction, depression, um, suicidal ideation has gone up a ton. Um, do you have any advice for anyone going through all that? Yeah. Like this has, um, people who are like, were struggling already, this has just taken them to another level. And then people who weren't really struggling are all of a sudden starting to see themselves struggling with things that they never maybe saw themselves struggling with. So it's kind of like you have two different types of people, people who like know about the mental health like system and what's available and stuff. And then the, all these other people who are just like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I'm dealing with anxiety. What do I do? And so I would say that, um, I would say this pandemic and how this has all gone up is, has helped the world acknowledge mental health a lot more. So I would say like my, my biggest piece of advice is like, look into what local resources you have, because it's so dependent on where you live. Like I live in a very small town, so I don't have a lot of resources that someone living in a city would have, but I can get there. So it's like, sometimes you can like um, use your local resources like a middleman. Um, and then I would definitely say if you are struggling, like be as proactive as you can be. And like, you know, if you go to therapy, if you're open to that, um, you know, there's a lot of things that um, a lot of research has come out that is just like, these are simple things that you can do, like, you know, be exercising, get outside. Um, you know, at one point in my biggest part of my struggle, my goal for the day was to spend 10 minutes outside a day. And it was like the hardest thing to do, but it was also one of the best things I did looking back. And so some of the stuff can be really simple. And then the other piece of advice I would say is like, be very mindful and watchful and aware of yourself. So um, this isn't entirely related to the pandemic, but one part of my story is that I started to realize that I was using things to make me feel better in the moment and deal with my stress and coping. So, um, and it was never like an addiction, like, oh, I'm waking up at 
eight in the morning and drinking alcohol while I'm sending my kids off to school, it's like almost the, the more subtle and like, you're, you're totally functioning. You're totally like, you could so easily hide behind it. You're just like, ha wine o'clock. Ha my kids are home from school. Like what time can I start drinking? Like, it's just like, it's these little, like these little things that we've like made our culture very acceptable to, to these things. So people don't always notice that it's a problem. And so, um, that was like a big piece of what I learned was that, um, when I realized it was a problem for me and then I took it away, I realized how much I was like avoiding. And so I think that it's our natural tendency to avoid and like not want to deal with things. And the world offers very easy, quick and acceptable things like, that just will make you feel better in that moment. And so I would say like, be very aware because it doesn't always look like what you would think like an addiction or something looks like. It can look very, um, you know, very calm and, you know, not chaotic, but it is actually still a very unhealthy way that you're coping with like a mental health struggle. Yeah, absolutely. And it can get worse. It's kind of like the whole, like, um, someone said the other day, like a boiling a frog or whatever, like they don't realize, um, it's happening until, you know. Yeah. And that's the kind of how I felt too. Like, I just like woke up one day and I was like, Whoa, how did I get here? Like, how did like, it it doesn't just happen overnight, like, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, um, and you're so close to it. So you don't see a lot of things. Like when you step away, you're like, Oh, wow. I was like, having a bottle of wine every night, but you're like, you're just kind of like in this culture where it's like normal, like, you know, especially when the pandemic started, everyone was kind of like, like, just like doing things so differently that you're just like not noticing these little things. And then you're like, I started noticing like, like I'll have a glass of wine with someone and they like, they leave and I like finish the bottle of wine. And like, it's just like these little things that it was like, maybe I should start paying attention to this. And then actually my counselor who um, I ended up working with cause she was part of like an addiction like facility. She started asking me all these questions and stuff. And I had just got out of the hospital. And the only problem with the hospitals system is that like, when you go in, they're just like pills, 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 pills. So I left there with like five different medications that I had never taken before. And a lot of them were like these like strong ones that make you just feel really calm. And so like my life was chaotic. And so I was just like, wow, this is just like so nice to feel like calm right now. And then after talking to her, she's like, do you know that you're like abusing those and that you're like, you are like an addict, like the way that you are coping right now. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) you know, like, and I, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, what? Like, it was like, it was one of those things that I was in such denial about that I was like, oh my gosh, you're just calling me out on this. And, but I think I was at this point where I was ready. Like, I was just like, you're right. What do I need to do? And I was with someone who was like trained also to like walk me through that journey, which was very lucky too. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you give advice to uh, spouses that have someone um, like someone they're in a relationship with going through something like this? Yeah. To well, probably more than two, but two main things um, come to mind. Um, The first one is like, take care of yourself. Um, It is so easy to get caught up in like the other person and just like doing so much that you end up burning yourself out. And so um, 
one of the biggest lessons I've learned is like, I have to prioritize my care because I can't pour from an empty cup. And then the second thing I would say is learn about codependency. Like I was 10 years into this relationship and I, when I started learning about codependency, like it was like, like Pandora's box was opened and it was like, things were just flying out. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did it get this way? How did I like, like you just, it's so subtle. You think you're just helping. Like you just think that you're support. Like I was almost prideful about the fact that I was this supportive wife and I didn't realize I was like, so unbelievably codependent and and then it was like I started un like unraveling it all and it goes even deeper than just even my my relationship with my husband like and it's just like you go into your childhood and you're like oh my gosh so it's, it can be very overwhelming but I would say um like especially when you have someone who's struggling in your life learn about codependency you might not be there but it is so like that line between supporting and enabling is so faint that if you know more about it, you can like at least be aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else you <clears throat> have on your mind that you'd like to talk about? Those are pretty much all the questions I had for you. Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I really enjoyed having you on and I learned a lot. I think it's wonderful, um, to have this information and to know that people have options that if they want to <clears throat> go, uh, I don't, what, what did you call it? Um, the like not Christian, uh, counseling, but Oh, um, so like the secular secular. So yeah. they have those options and knowing like what the difference is because, mm. um, yeah, I think it's really important to focus on your spirituality. Even I, yeah, I guess even if, um, there are people that like believe in God and everything, but they're, they don't consider themselves Christians. This could actually be helpful for them. Yeah, for sure. And it's not that like anything secular is, is wrong or bad. Right. right. Like, and I don't feel, I don't ever want to put that out there. Cause I did, I did not Christian counseling for, for years and years. And I got a lot out of it too. So mm -hmm. it's not like you, anyone should feel like shame to like, Oh, I'm not using a Christian counselor. Sometimes they're not available. Like it is like, it's not like they're just everywhere. Right. So, um, yeah, like I would say the fact that you are, you are there and like willing to like work on yourself. That's, that's really the most important thing that matters. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. And I have, I have a therapist and she's not a Christian, um, but she's very respectful that I'm a Christian mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot. And like, since becoming a Christian, like I've been trying to change everything in my life, but I'm like, I don't really know if I want to change my therapist because yeah. like, I have a really good connection with her. I really like her and she's really helped me and she's very respectful of being yeah. a Christian. So, yeah, yeah, I would say don't, yeah, you don't like, I feel like God's like, the one thing I really have learned in all of this is like, I can really trust him that like when something really needs to happen, he will like show me or find a way. Like when I, when I started this journey, um, I, to be able to do the amount of intense healing that I was able to do, like I have four young kids, like my oldest just turned eight, like, <laughs> and so they're all young. And so, and the pandemic had just started. So now everyone's home. And so through this really like crazy chain of events, I ended up in a different town because we, we're building a house and we couldn't find somewhere to rent. So we moved to a town my mom was in and my mom was like, you know, homeschooled my kids, took my kids for sleepovers. Like, so my full-time job just was healing. And it was like, 
I would have never been able to do that. And like, so I just feel like I've really learned that like I can, we can trust God to like, to put us in the right circumstances to do that. The things that are going to help if we really need it. Yeah, absolutely. He will provide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. How can people find you? So I am like all over social media very annoyingly. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I'm newly on TikTok and absolutely obsessed. Um, But for me, TikTok is like, I have been on Facebook and Instagram for so long. So many people know me very personally. They know my story and stuff. And TikTok has become this like place where I don't really have a lot of people I know on it. And it's just like this freedom to um, just like share my journey with like kind of like a fresh eyes as well and stuff. So yeah, I, if you want to, if you want to hear more of like the, like, nitty gritty TikTok is where to go. And then, but I, I would say like one of my biggest things is being authentic. Like I do not like to like sugarcoat things or make my life seem better than it is. So no matter where you would follow me, you will get that. <laughs> what is your name on, on those? Okay. So on Facebook, it's Danielle Elizabeth on um, Instagram. It's Danielle underscore underscore. The struggle is real. And then I think TikTok is Danielle Elizabeth underscore coach. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. I will um, message you when the podcast is up. I'm, I'm hoping for probably tomorrow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed listening to Danielle and I chat today. I hope you learned something new. I hope you got some advice that maybe you needed or could give to a friend. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this with your friends and family. And I hope you guys have the best day ever. God bless you.